Hey Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. Um, I know you guys have been waiting for me to tell you what's been going on, and I will tell you in a moment, and actually I probably won't tell you until closer to the end, but I do want you guys to understand that it's been pretty cool to see God move. Um, the other thing that's come across my mind is the idea of what transition is. And I think this is actually a topic that's not just for dudes, or and I think it's for the gals as well. And a lot of times when we're seeking out God's direction, we often know that God is leading us somewhere. But in our human minds, we don't see the big picture because one, we can't see the big picture. We talked about not too long ago how God sometimes just gives us what we can see, what's in front of us, and sometimes we miss things, so he has to take, help us to take a step back. Stepping back, I think, is another vital aspect of us as leaders or as even men of God to take a step back and look at ourselves in reflection, but also to look and how God is moving, how he is leading us, because sometimes we might jump a little bit ahead. You know, it's kind of similar if you've ever done track before. In middle school, I ran a lot. Um, you have to get ready, set, and then go. But you have to go when you're told to be go. And sometimes that one person might jump the gun, which is that, where that phrase comes from. So what they would have to do is reset. Now... <clears throat> the one thing about it is that jumping the gun also means that you have a chance of being disqualified because if you do it again, you only get, I think it's like twice, and when, at least when I was in middle school, before they're going to, you know, disqualify you. But God's not going to disqualify you. The idea is that sometimes we jump the gun ahead of God's plans. And then in other cases, sometimes we're doing exactly as he is leading us. But then suddenly the door doesn't seem as passionate about, I guess would be the best way. And so the idea is that sometimes God uses us to move forward in things because he wants us to be able to trust in him moving forward. I mean, because like I told you guys, you know, I've shared my story. You know, he told me, to, you know, he wanted me to be a pastor. I have not been taking the normal route to get there. Uh, definitely. Most pastors would have already by this time 10 years of paid plus years of pastorship, but God has taken me on a different type of journey, though it's not been paid in the way that I wanted to. And it wasn't in a situation I wanted to is because he was trying to mold me into the type of man he needed me to be. He needed to mold me into the understanding of ministry in the way he needed me to understand ministry. And he needed me to be the type of pastor that he wanted me to be. And it's not saying that I could have not found a church where there was a pastor who could have taught me this or been there for me in the way that I needed a pastor to be, the mentor. But remember, like I told you not too long ago, even like a month ago or two, um, the breakthrough was that I was so determined to find somebody to be that pastor mentor for me that God reminded me that he had already been mentoring me and getting me prepared to this point. 
And the funny part, even though there is a point coming, there's still a point in my life where it's like I still don't know what that picture is because he's only giving me little steps at a time. And the thing is, people keep asking me, you know, what are you planning to do? Like, I don't know when I get there, I will figure out what God's plan is 100%. Now, I have an idea now of what I would like to do. But the one thing I've learned, because I did it in this, the last job I had, I had a full-out plan I was going to do for the youth ministry there. And I ended up getting there and finding out that everything that I was told was not necessarily true of where the kids were at. And I basically had to start over again and start teaching from a lower level understanding of truth and scripture to get them up to a point where they could be taught at the level they're supposed to be at. And unfortunately, they knocked me out before that last part would have been amazing. That I mean, like two more years at least for some and I think we would have been at a point where they would have grown. So unfortunately, in the older ones, yeah, they may not have been there, but I could have still been mentoring and counseling them or whatever, encouraging them. But, you know, the Lord had a different plan. And once again, it's a step back and then God transitioned us away. And it's hard when you want to be a factor and help. And, and I get that. You know, it's, it's especially like some of you guys who have been in the same job for over 10 years. It, it's comfortable. It's, it's where you feel used, useful enough or useful enough, excuse me, in that position. You don't want to give up something. But like I was talking about, if God is leading you to do something, do you not believe that he will take care of you? Do you not trust that he will provide for you? Do you not have the understanding that he can have a better plan if he's asking you to step away? You know, there's been two sets of verses that God gave me when I went away for the first time from my parents to college. And I've used these verses several times, I'm sure, in many of my conversations, but one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I'm sure most of you probably know that. If you've ever memorized, it's usually verses that get memorized. And the other one is Isaiah 55, 8, and 9, which I know I've talked about, and we'll go through those in a moment. But the idea is the of this whole talk is transitioning. Transitioning can be scary if you allow it, or it could be absolutely interesting to see how God does it now i've made mention several times in the past couple months that my wife had some symptoms that kind of came up in november that have been causing us to really take a step back and to give you full understanding one of the concerns was did she have blood cancer because something in her blood was showing there was something wrong and one thing was dehydration, but the other was because it was cloggy and are very like the like they were very condensed to each other, which could cause problems. And they test, tested it out. She does not have blood cancer. And I'm amazingly happy for that. Um, the other concern was from the other doctor was because when I when we got married about four years into it, she she got really 
sick in a sense that like she felt so cold to the bones that nothing could warm her up and her neck her lymph node was growing so big and there, none of the doctors can give an answer except for we found this one doctor who had an idea what it was and one of the things he had mentioned is it's an autoimmune issue that happened they removed I think two of her lymph nodes from her neck and then uh, the other problem possibility was lupus down the road and she got tested by the other doctor. She does not have lupus. So we couldn't figure out why in the world in November up to the end of December into January, why were these symptoms even existing? And so the other, the other doctor, we, you know, the close friend doctor of mine, um, he has put her on regiments to help. Um, she does have Epstein virus chronic version of it. So, someone has it she has a high chance of getting it because of her autoimmune issue so one of the things they believe is she got sick for that and the other thing is that it's another for more personal life health i'm not going to talk about it but it needed help with that but the main thing that stood out too was that she was still dehydrated eternally now the one thing is that she drank a lot of water so she had no issues of not drinking water, but she her body was still being dehydrated. So conversation took us in this one direction, which I'll explain later. But we're going to talk about a little bit more about the idea of transitioning. So when we go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it states, and this has you know, been an important verse, a couple verses to me for a long time. And I love King James Version, but I'm going to do ESV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. The one thing that always stood out to me that doesn't really get talked about is the last sentence that says, He will make straight your paths. Plural. A lot of times people read this, they think, make straight your path. Like, we, we honestly think that there is only one one path that's straight ahead but sometimes there's different paths that god takes us on while still may going on the same goal or like his purpose for you but we may go in a bunch of different paths and for example of understanding what i'm talking about most pastors you know the typical pastor gets to go through the process of either getting hired by the church they've been at or some youth pastor job nearby and they, then they move from there eventually they get to be like the next generation pastor and then from there they may become an associate pastor and then boom suddenly they get hired as a senior pastor unless they are specialized supposedly in something specific then they become a, a, like a, a assistant pastor slash pastor head pastor of a church you know it all depends how the path would take them. And I thought I was just going to be able to go through that same type of path. Well, the Lord did not take me on that certain type of path. In fact, I got stuck with a lot of part-time jobs. I worked for Sears a couple times, you know, once before school and then another time after school and doing the same job. I got to see people I hadn't seen in a long time. And then I got to see new people, meet new people and, you know, like I told you guys, I think 
sometime last year, this, the store that was here was closing and people were terrified at the idea of losing their jobs. So, you know, not all of them are Christians, so they didn't have trust in the Lord with all the, all their hearts and lean not to thy own understanding. All they had was fear. So I kicked in my, my pastorisms and start, you know, talking with them. I even prayed with numerous of people and I, I helped them with their resumes. I told them, don't worry, things will happen. Well, a lot of people got other jobs except for me. I ended up having to go unemployment and nothing happened. And then I ended up part-time-ish helping at my high school and got paid very little, but um, helped out with grades, helped out sort of with class. I even did a couple things, but um, that was for about a year and still no other part-time job would hire me. I, I, I applied to a hundred thousand different types of jobs and nobody would hire me. I kept applying to church, to church, to church, to church, and over and over again. And this became my theme. Um, I got another, hardly any type of paying part-time job. And my wife and I had to live off of the graces of my parents and um, the savings that we had collectively had because we were going to use it for a down payment for a house and ended up not getting either one of what we were hoping for, no full-time job, and nobody would give me a chance. And it was like that for five and five years or four, four and a half years. Um... And then I started helping out at the Chinese church in that time frame. <laughs> and I would get paid here and there by people from the church, which was really nice. And the church would pay every time I would get to preach. And it was really nice and it really was helpful. And it, it gave us a little bit of hope, but it was still very frustrating because nobody would hire me. And so the idea is that God was taking me on these different paths and using me to impact the people that I was with. It didn't matter what kind of job it was. I ended up eventually getting a part-time job after school program at Mead Middle School for the school district. And I treated it kind of like a youth group, but I couldn't necessarily teach biblical stuff. So I just taught principles and it was really neat. The kids loved it as much as they may act like they didn't. They liked it. And I got to see some of them kind of change even throughout the time. And I got to see some of them still stay the same because they were determined to not be changed. Um, great experience good time then god sent me away to harvard another path that i never in a thousand years would have ever thought of going so you see the thing is god takes us on different paths the difference in mindset that we should have is do we trust the lord with all our heart enough to not actually lean on our own understanding of what's going on because if you acknowledge him, in other words, if you invite him to be a part of your life and the direction that you're going in life, he will direct your paths. See, the thing that I love about these verses is there is simplicity of what you're supposed to do. But the question you got to ask yourself, do you do it? Do you trust him? with all your heart and do you trust him enough where you don't have to lean on your own understanding but understand that you're leaning on him and then if you're if you understanding all that you know with all your heart and you're understanding that you don't have to lean on your own understanding do you acknowledge him do you put him first is he a part of your choices as you move forward in life 
And even if you have to take a step back, is he a part of your choices? Are you seeking him out? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you asking him for direction? And then from there, he makes the paths straight. So you don't have to fall off and jump into like the thorn bushes or fall into a pile of poison ivy. You, you can trust that even though it seems like it's just really hard and it's really stressful and you're going up that mountain, he's got you. I want you guys to think about that. Think about what I just said about those verses and do you do it as we take a quick break. See you in a moment. Hey, warriors, welcome back. We've been talking about trusting the Lord with all your heart. And the idea behind trusting all your heart also means acknowledging that you don't have to lean in your own understanding, but you also got to invite God to be a part of what's going on. My wife and I, we spent time in this past couple months praying, talking, thinking, and taking that step back and looking forward to what God was trying to reveal to us to have a better understanding of why. Her health is a huge factor in it, and even mine in some ways because I am, I'm still kind of struggling. And see, the thing is, the key thing about what was concerned was that her dehydration was it due to being where we were at in Colorado. Because one of the things that can happen in Colorado is that you're in a high elevation there's two things that happen. One, high elevation means your body works harder in some sense to breathe oxygen because they're, you're a higher elevation, so therefore oxygen levels don't flow as much. So sometimes your heart rate may go up in, like more than normal people have to do. In other cases, what your body's supposed to do is it's supposed to kind of get back to normal. Well, you know, I've lived here for 23 years, 22 years prior in my past, right? And I never had any of the issues that I've had right now until once it started happening after my fall in Connecticut. It got a little bit worse when I was in Maryland, but it got a little bit even more worse when I got here. But there was also other issues I was seeing with my breathing. Like it just, I'd never felt stabilized here. And I, I mean, we were doing two, two and a half mile, three mile walks, like four to five times a week. And we were spending time you know kind of breathing to get used to breathing again and right now it's going to be two years since we've been back and i feel like we've never truly adjusted and in fact my wife never truly adjusted so one of the things with dehydration comes because when you're a higher elevation it's drier and supposedly if you go anything higher than 1200 feet above sea level if you have this issue it'll start being noticed so if you can stay below um, it's not as noticeable. So that being said, the idea came that something is just off and we couldn't understand what, basically. So the question started coming into our heads and even we asked the doctors, is that a factor? And the possible answer was yes. They didn't, the one, my doctor friend didn't want to necessarily say 100% yes because the concern was that there is an issue it could be maybe fixed but the reality is what we were seeing is god was trying to get us to take a step back so we did we started taking a step back we started re-looking 
at our situation. So the idea started coming, and I know you guys are getting a little bit excited because I'm about to get close to giving you the, the response you've probably been waiting for. So the thing that had been happening is that we started taking a step back and we started asking, what if maybe we're not supposed to be in Colorado and God's trying to get our attention somewhere else? So we started talking about different states and different places that we could both agree on as states that we would want to move to. And as we started doing that, we started kind of noticing a transition in our minds and our hearts to start looking somewhere else. But before I get to that point, I'm going to explain transitioning thought. So I found this article and it has like the five signs that God is transitioning you. And I'm just going to share the, the highlighted parts and kind of give my version of it because this person's version is a different version of that version. I know a lot of mixing of words here. God's equipping change. So God can equip change in your situation you start noticing things just don't have that it's like the 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 energy and the and the buildup behind it is changed you start seeing that things seem way tougher to get something to happen the way that you were doing it than it was initially where the new move concept or the new transition seems to be a better fit and that's what it means by God's equipping change. So he's already putting in you a mindset in your, in, in, in your, or your mind and heart understand there's something going on. Something has just changed. The atmosphere has changed. The idea has changed. And the second one is a persistent thought. And now it's been a persistent, persistent thought over and over again is being up here causing our health issues to be there. And though we haven't gotten necessarily a direct answer, it's been a nagging, persistent thought in our heads. So we prayed about it. And even though physically from somebody physically, someone saying that has not been necessarily 100% true officially, other than the fact that, yes, she does have dehydration issues. And maybe I do. Um, I haven't been tested like she has because I haven't had anything terribly extreme but the fact that God using my wife's health to make us think about it is enough for me to take a step back and think. So if there's a persisting thought going on that you just can't get out of your head, you ask God to reveal his will through it. And this is why that part, God has kind of revealed something for us. The other one is the feelings of others involved. Now, the one thing I did do to explain my thought process i did seek out advice i sought out people i trust specifically christian people i trust including like my parents several pastor friends of mine and a couple of close friends of mine that i believe can give me the wisdom to, th to think not necessarily with me but to think about what i was thinking and it's been very interesting to see God clearly using them to make me think about some things. And then even with my responses, they were able to say, those are good reasons to think the way that you're thinking. So that being said, be mindful of people around you and the wisdom they share and make sure that people you trust, not just people who say, because I've heard bad counseling before and you want to have people who are God seekers themselves 
being able to listen to what you're saying and maybe ask the right questions. Because if they're asking good questions, then that means you're getting good conversation and good wisdom from them. Confirming of godly counsel, which is kind of... Oh, wait a minute. I think I skipped one. Um, actually, I kind of mixed up. So five is what I just talked about, good counseling. Three feelings of others involved is that people involved, their feelings are changing, their thoughts are changing. And so my wife's perspective was changing and it wasn't fitting, jiving with what we were planning on doing. It just wasn't connecting. So I started even writing down my thoughts and I started realizing even my thoughts were changing. So be mindful of people involved in your situation might actually have some say and maybe their passions are changing. Maybe something they have said has changed. Maybe their the, the, their heart towards what God was leading at first has changed and it's okay. And sometimes he can use that and situations like I told you, her health situation to get us to do that. I remember like I told you before. I believe I said it to you guys, but my pastor had said he he's seen it where there's missionaries who love what they do, and but God seems to be calling them to come back to the states, and they don't want to because they love what they do. So God uses um, health to get them to be forced to come to the United States, and then suddenly the problem's gone because we get to be where He want. Basically, you get to be where He wanted you to be. Passion shift, which is kind of secondary to what I was just talking about passions change and this one has been a little bit tricky because the passion for church ministry and church planning has not changed it's the idea of process of location that has changed so now the last thing it's not actually one of the numbers but i think it should be should be six is stepping out in faith so one of the things that I've been learning throughout my years is stepping out in faith. Faith is very hard to do, to step out when you don't. We did that when we went to Hartford. We did not visit it. And I kind of believe this is the same thing that God is doing. He's just saying, trust me, we're gonna things are gonna work out. You don't need to go out there to see it. I think I, I don't I don't feel like God's calling us to just go out there and look. I think it's just God's doing. And that's one affirmation or one thing that has been encouraged me is I didn't have to go there right now to find that answer. So that being said, one of the things that's happened is we're not going to be church planning in Colorado. We're actually going to try to get out there at some point to Waco, Texas. We believe God's calling us there. There's several things that we like about it that we believe God is leading us to do. And one of the things is definitely young adult ministry, college ministry concept, young couples who don't have kids, especially in families. We believe that God's wanting, because like one of the things that God has given me passion for is helping people whether they have families, whether they're young couples, whether they're young people, to understand the importance of knowing their scripture, the understanding of ministering to one another and to other believers, like I talked about in Acts 2, 42 and 43, 
and be able to move that gospel message into our, our younger culture because that's where the transition is going to happen for the church. You'll get to see people go from being like the world or very progressive in their thinking to holding to a solid foundation in truth to seeing them change generation after generation after generation of young people to go back to the passions of who God is and the passions of truth in scripture and stand by it and not be so influenced by what this worldly view that's being pushed on our young people for such liberal heavy left-sided wrong views and i'm not talking political i'm talking about left views that are like anti-god that are you know hating on prayer hating on the bible hating that on you know, god and trying to remove christendom from our history and trying to you know focus on racism and and stuff like that instead of focusing on the gospel we need to get back to the gospel message and that's why we believe God's calling us to Waco. <clears throat> there is some things we we don't like about it in some sense, but there's things we do like about it. And I like it because it has a mix of both. I don't really care for city life, but it has a city atmosphere, but it has a rural atmosphere all mixed in one. Like it's, it's big enough to be able to find people and then it's small enough to be able to go to places where I can be around nature and be around stuff that's more of what I would rather be doing. Or being more rural in, in some sense. And the passion that, that I, I see God's kind of placing in both my wife and I is very interesting. And it's changed. And it's amazing how it's changed in just the last six months. Over time, you can see the process of change going on. But we didn't pay attention to it. But God is doing something. Because, you know, that's why Isaiah 55, 8, and 9 is so important to this concept is for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither your ways or my ways declares the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts so a lot of times we're so focused in our passion and our thoughts and and seeing a plan that we like i said you know you sometimes jump the gun you you start chasing after something when God's trying to steer, steer you away. Cause remember like in Proverbs, there's different paths. So sometimes you might be running down this path and you're like, you could see that, Hey, it's going right there. And then suddenly he's like, no, nah, this way. And you're just like, no, 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 Lord, you, 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 this is where you wanted me to go. And then God's like, no, nah, that's not, not necessarily. And then it's like, okay, well then what? And he goes, take this path. So you do it and you do it without fear because you're trusting him that he's doing something like he's going to do something. He has something that's going to happen. He's going to have things come together and it's going to be very cool as things come. And there is a few things already that are showing themselves. One, we actually have people who have wanted to help us at the church in Colorado, but there was no way that they were going to be able to get there. And it was like, they just, they couldn't do it with their full heart to take the chance for their family to move there. Now we have one couple, hundred percent wants to move and they, they live in Texas. So they're going to move to once they're married to Waco to help us with the church. We have another family that actually is now more willing to consider it because of being Texas and because of because cost of living is way cheaper than where I'm at. Housing is way cheaper than where I'm at. Um, and the Lord is just going to like it's starting to have these people feel like they need to come here to, to, to Texas. Technically. 
So that is affirmation for one. Two, the the ideas that we we're starting to see as an opportunity in Waco, and then three, you know, the doors seem to be opening. Sadly, we won't be able to get a house like we wanted to, but I think God's given us a comfort to know to, to rent, and He will provide a home later. Just just trust me. You know, find a place to go, get there, and I'll show you where I need you to be. So I'm not worried about that part. And then the next part is, guys, you know, pray for our future home. Um, I personally would love to find a farmhouse that's only like eight minutes away from town that has, you know, even if it's just a few acres that I can have to do my own thing. Um, because I, I, I love having that atmosphere. I love having that space. But if I can't get farmland like that, I wouldn't mind getting a place that has, you know, good land but you know has trees you know it's connected to maybe even the forest in some sense um, i would love it that way too but you could pray for a future the second thing you pray for is the people who feel like they can move now will feel called to move and help us out with this church and then pray for the people that we're going to meet there pray for the people we're going to talk to pray for the people that could be a part of our church ministry I mean, my wife has already had a dream that most likely this, the way we're going to be ministering to others is going to look to other Christians as the not doesn't make sense. Doesn't doesn't work. That's not how you do it. So we know that's probably and we're not going to be getting like hundreds of people flocking in our door, which is not our goal. Our goal is to teach people who want to learn to be able to minister and to share the gospel and so that we can see the honest of God. So the idea of transition guys is that sometimes you may think God has given you the plan answer, but he may take you on a different path to get to a plan that he has already laid out for you. And once again, even though it looked like a hundred percent, God made us take a step back and now we're looking at it and we could see the transitioning of us changing going on in this process so our hope is to be able to get get out there in the next couple months we've been looking for a rental place so if you have you know if you know somebody in waco that can help us with that if you uh, you can write it on the facebook page you can reach out to me that way you can message me um, that way too because some of the guys have been you could do it that way. You could just pray for that. Pray that things will work out. That we'll find the right place. We do have one a townhome we do like. Um, we're, we're hoping to get response from, and you know it's in a nice location, um, pretty decent spacing of connection in Waco. And then the other thing too is that the pieces just come together because one of the things we're going to have to do is actually recertify our church to be in Texas which is going to be different uh, certification, which there might be, um, it might be neat to see what God does with that too. Um, Cause it's Texas does a different like nonprofit different than over in Colorado here. So it's going to be cool. So regardless, that's what transitioning is like. Transitioning is seeing God kind of move you from something to something else. And there is pieces like we shared when we talked about, Pay attention to those. And then you have to be willing to step out in faith. That's the key thing. Are you willing to step out in faith? 
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless it. I ask you uh, just use this podcast to maybe hit a few hearts, if anything. And maybe some guys are just been thinking about transitioning to something else. Maybe they've been trying to figure out their plan for the future and they just can't figure out. Maybe they're a younger guy trying to figure out, you know, college life. Because, I mean, I've met people who went to college for one thing and end up doing something else. So if there is some type of transitioning going on in their life that you make it clear that you bring the right people in their life to give them wisdom that you would just give them either a sermon or a book or something that just helps them to have clarity about what you're trying to do in their life. And maybe even use this podcast to be, maybe give them an affirmation, something that they just hear and they're just like, Oh, that makes sense. Now I know what's going on with myself. Lord, just use this to be an, an example and, you know, make it your words, Lord, make it be your influence on people. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you've been doing for my wife and I and, and the changes that you place in our heart. And I pray that things will just work out for your glory. And I pray this all in Jesus name. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. God bless.